Have you ever watched <clears throat> Judge Judy? Or any of the other judge shows? Yeah. Back in the day, it started as a people's court. I don't know if you remember that or not. Don't take the law into your own hands. Take them to court. And people would have issues that needed to be settled. So they would go to the people's court. And even today, people are taking people to court to get things settled. And oftentimes when Judge Judy or the people's court would make a statement, they would say, well, do you have a contract? And they'd have a flat face because they maybe had agreed on something, but they didn't have a contract. They didn't have it in writing. They didn't have something settled. It was just a handshake. A couple of weeks ago, uh, we were talking about Abram and he had some things that he needed settled. Um, in the first few verses of Genesis 15, Abram was told by God that he'd have offspring that would be as numerous as the stars in the sky. If you think about the pictures that you're seeing now from the Webb telescope, areas where stars are being born even today, those were stars that Abram couldn't count, by the way, because they hadn't occurred yet. But Abram is told by God he's going to have these offspring, but he didn't have any Sons, he didn't have any children. And God says he credited him as righteousness. And this word offspring, it means prodigy or seed or conceive. Even though Abram hadn't seen it yet, God promised it to him. God further promised Abram he would inherit this land to raise his people. So he promised him a son that he didn't have yet, but he believed it. And God promised Abram the land to raise these inhabitants that would occupy and possess it. But he didn't have it yet. You see, Abram had some doubt. Now let me ask you this. Have you ever had any doubts about God working something out for you? I know I have. Abram asked God about it. And God said, I'll make an agreement with you. He made a covenant or a promise or a contract. And as you know, anybody that's done a contract knows there's several steps that need to be taken before you get a contract taken uh, care of, before it's final. And that contract that God is going to make with Abram is a covenant. But Abram ended up not even having to sign it. So last week we left off, or the couple of weeks before we left off, uh, Genesis 15, verse 6. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited to him as righteousness. Now, Abram needed reminding about his doubt and what God had already worked out for him. And this is what, uh, this is what he says in Genesis 15, verse 7. He said, I'm the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to take possession of it. And on verse 8 it says, But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, how can I know that I'll gain possession of it? There's this give and take between God and Abram. Have you ever had give and take between you and God when he's promised you something or he said something to you and it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's called a prayer. Maybe when God promises something to you and you don't believe it, you have this give and take. It's called prayer. So God keeps promising things to Abram and Abram keeps questioning him. He's got doubt. Now listen, 
God brought Abram out of Ur of the Chaldeans, which is way down uh, in Iran and Iraq. And God spoke to him and said, go somewhere that I'm going to show you. Abram was going to move with his father, leave everything he had known. But he had doubt. And how do you work out your doubt? You walk it out a step at a time. God says your offspring will be as numerous as the stars if you can count them. And Abram says, how can that be? I don't even have a son. And God says, I'm giving you this land, this promised land. And Abram said, how am I going to know I'm going to possess it? Doesn't sound like us sometimes. God promises us something, but maybe it's too big. Maybe we think it's too big or too plentiful. Maybe it's hard to believe because it just can't seem to happen. Or maybe it's just so outlandish and we don't really think we're worth all of God's promises. We are. Maybe we think, I'm just not really good enough for that. You don't know how I've lived or what I've lived through or what I really think deep down inside. You see, that doesn't matter. If God's got a promise for you, it's a promise. If God's planted something in you, a seed, a prodigy, a future, it's for you. It doesn't matter what you've done. You are good enough. So you see, God sees Abram's heart, just like he sees ours. He knows we have doubt. But he's not only going to say it to Abram. He's going to make a covenant, a promise, a contract. Abram came out of Ur. He walked it out with a step of faith. You see, what has to happen with us to start getting God's promises in our lives is we've got to walk it out. And what do I mean? You've got to take a step. And you take a step. This is what Abram did. He took a step and God spoke. And all the time that Abram's taking a step, he's saying, but... I don't have a son. God's saying, I'm going to make your people as numerous, more numerous than the stars. Well, I don't have a promised land. I'm going to give you the land. And he walks towards him. Genesis 15, 9 says this. So the Lord says to Abram, bring me a heifer, a goat, and a ram, each three years old along with a dove and a young pigeon. See, God's setting the stage, getting these articles collected to make a contract or a covenant. If you've ever done a contract, you know they can be done in many different ways. There are stipulations you have to do, different things you need to happen before the contract can be ready. You could call them steps. Some positions have to be solidified. If you've ever purchased a house, it can take right to the very second in a closing before everything goes right. It can be nerve-wracking. I want you to think about it. You're going to buy a house. You maybe have to sell your house, but if you're lucky, your house is already sold and you've got a house you want to go to. You've got to prove that you can finance a house. You've got to prove that you've got insurance on the house. You've got to show that you can pay the taxes, the escrow on the house. You've got to do all of this. It's got to be verified through other people. It's one more piece in the contract, one more page on the bottom right that you have to initial to get it going. Abram's getting the pieces together. Bring me a heifer, a goat, and a ram, 
He's three years old. And God's going to make a blood covenant with him. Abram knows what the process of a blood covenant is. And Abram is believing because he's getting ready to slaughter these animals. He's taking steps. He's working out his doubt by walking it out one step at a time. I hope you're starting to see things that God may put in place for your contract or your covenant with him. He got the pieces together and his people that needed redeeming. God put things in place to do that. His son, Jesus Christ. He made a contract with us, a blood covenant, the new covenant with Jesus. He tried a written contract at first, the Ten Commandments. It didn't work out too good. God's people walked away from that. While Moses was still on the mountain, they walked away, but God sent his son. Listen to Genesis 15, 10 and 11. Abram brought all these to him and cut them in two and arranged them in halves opposite each other. The birds, however, he did not cut in half. And then birds of prey came down on the carcass, but Abram drove them away. This was the final process in pieces of a blood covenant. Abram knew what to do with the animals. When I was growing up, there were some young fellas. They wanted me to cut my hand with them and have a blood covenant. They had a Barlow pocket knife. And they said, let's cut our hands and be blood brothers. I said, you first. (laughs) You first. He didn't. Neither did I. You see, there's something about cutting and blood. I didn't do it. Abram knew what to do to cut him in half. The custom was that you would cut him in half and walk between the pieces. And if you didn't fulfill what the contract said, what happened to the animals would happen to you. This is discussed just a little bit in Jeremiah. Let me, let me show that. In Jeremiah 34, verse 18 through 20. And it's talking about a blood covenant. Those who have violated my covenant and have not fulfilled the terms of the covenant they made before me, I'll treat like the calf they cut in two and then walk between its pieces. The leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the court officials, the priests, and all the people of the land who walk between the pieces of the calf, I will deliver into the hands of their enemies who want to kill them. Their bodies will become food for the birds and the wild animals. Have you ever butchered an animal? Yeah. It's a messy endeavor. Bring me a heifer and a goat. They were alive. That's why they call it cutting a covenant. If you've never butchered an animal, it takes quite a bit to do that. Now, we all eat chicken and pork and bacon, hamburger. It comes from somewhere. And somebody's got to do it. And so God has given Abram this promise. And I want you to know the promise is for us. I'm going to make 
Your offspring is numerous, more numerous than the stars. We're that offspring. I'm going to give you this land to inherit. We're in this land. And so Abram took these animals, slaughtered them, and then cut them in half. How important this is if this is not fulfilled. What happens to those animals will happen to you. But I want you to see something more important, that Abram did have doubt. Even with God speaking to him. How will I possess? How will I have children? How will I know? But each God, each thing that God asked him to do, he did. When God is speaking to you, when he's asking you to take a step, it's called faith. I'm not saying it's always easy. Oftentimes it takes a lot of guts to step toward the voice of God and away from the voice of everyone else. Because you're going to have confusion and you're going to have noise and you're going to have RF and you're going to have chatter. Like the sheep that know their shepherd's voice, we've got to tune into God. If it's at home, if it's at work, if it's out in the marketplace, if it's on the battlefield, you've got to be listening for God's voice because there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. And God is going to be speaking to each and every one of us like he is even now. And when God asks us to do something, you see, faith without works is dead. That's not for salvation. That's walking out your doubt a step at a time. And you may take a step, and it may not be the right step, and you'll have to hear that voice that says, no, I told you to wait till January. Or no, this is not the way that's best. Later in his life, Abram, who was Abraham, still didn't believe about the son. So he took things into his own hands. He and his wife with a maiden. God said, not this way. Come on. I've got something better for you. Genesis fifteen twelve, And as the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to him, know for certain that for 400 years, your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own and will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I'll punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterwards they will come out with great possessions. Psalms talks about all the, even, even in, um, in Exodus, it talks about all the jewelry and all the goods that they came out with. And it says that they were in the desert and their clothes didn't wear out. And no one was sick. Verse 15, you, however, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. And when the sun had set and darkness had fallen, a smoking firepot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. I, I want you to know that God's going to get you to a place where he got Abram here. 
if Abram hadn't taken a step. Each step, as he had doubt, if he hadn't taken it, he wouldn't be at this point right here. When the sun had set, darkness had fallen, a smoking fire pot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. God made the covenant, not Abram. And God is saying, I'll walk through it. If this doesn't come true, what happened to these animals will happen to me. You see, as you can see, as you walk with God, you begin to have less and less doubt. It's just called faith. I mean, do you have doubts? Something God has been saying to you, you're not sure how to address it? Do like Abram did. When you have doubt, walk it out. Take a step. In sports, when you were young, you'd get hurt and the coach would say, come on, get up. Walk it out. Walk it out. I know it hurts. Walk it out. Some of the decisions you have to make may hurt. They may be heavy. They may be in a spot where you don't want to go. But if God's leading you, listen to his voice. Shut out everything. Do what Abram did when he had doubt. Take steps of faith. And God says he'll never leave us or forsake us. He says to take his yoke upon you, for his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Where do you stand with God now as far as promises? Has God been speaking to you? I know my wife and I were talking about something that she was working on. And she said, you know, God told me January. I mean, it made perfect sense when we discussed it. She's taking the steps to do it. We're waiting faithfully, expectantly, what God has that he's spoken to her about. Has God spoken to you? Is there doubt, fear, anger? Is there depression? God wants to solve it now with you. This covenant he's got, this new covenant, the covenant with Jesus Christ is a covenant of healing. It's a covenant of health. It's a covenant of blessings. Do you want that now? Let me pray for you. Dear God, I know that you have been in our midst and in this fellowship. Father, I know that you are speaking to people. You have been speaking to people, and you are speaking to people, Father. Father, for the things that you've been speaking to them that they think maybe it's not me, maybe it's too good, maybe it's too fast, maybe it's too early. Father, I ask them to take a step and listen for your voice and take a step and listen for your voice and take a step and listen for your voice. Dear God, right now I decree and I declare over this body that your promises are yes and amen, that you have a plan for their life, a plan for success. And I thank you, God. I thank you. And we're going to have some prayer. We're going to have a little music Jim's going to play. If you'd like for, uh, if you'd like for some prayer or for some time,
We're going to do that now. Thank you very much. God bless you guys.